Welcome to This Week in Sparkling Water. I am your host, Joachim Axon. We have a guest, Max Loring. How are you, Max? Wow, immediately. <laughs> uh, Joachim, I'm doing really well. Thank you very much, and thanks for having me on. That was your, that was your dog. The dog is uh, the dog's downstairs. Yeah, we're up in the loft. It's nice. I just came over to your house, and when I was waiting outside, there was this lady <clears throat> yelling at her boyfriend, and she screams across the street. She screams, Hey, did you want your nasty-ass energy drink? <laughs> and uh, so this episode is dedicated to that lady. Uh, nasty-ass is probably a, a, a right term for it because yeah. energy drinks are disgusting. Energy drinks are disgusting, but she should probably break up with her boyfriend because it sounded like she resented her boyfriend. Mm. Yeah. Right. That's probably, not, that's probably just the, uh, you know, the tip of the spear there. There's yeah. probably much more underlying problems than that. Yeah. Yeah. So you got a dog. Yeah. So uh, I got a six-month-old Dalmatian puppy. Uh, her name is Laika. She is uh, she's beautiful. I'm trying to train her on her new name. It's proving to be a little bit difficult. She came with the name Raven, which I do like. But um, the thing is, is that I have my own reasons for changing the dog's name to something a little bit more space oriented, space oriented. And also maybe, I don't know. I just, I just find it to be a very uh, good dog's name. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it, it's proven to be difficult because uh, she doesn't come necessarily to that name. So I have to keep kind of beating it into her head. Yeah. Um, yeah. Your apartment is a little bit more wild. It used to be the vibe in your apartment used to be that sort of the kind of bachelor who like, yeah, you never cook because you don't like it to be a mess. Mm -hmm. So it's like clean because you don't have a big kitchen set up or anything. And then now nature is healing. Yeah, nature is healing. It's reclaiming its territory. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, she, I mean, the thing is with the spatial stuff, I mean, you have to have enough space in your apartment for the dog. So I had to get rid of my coffee table. I got rid of my ottoman. Um, I moved my computer over so she could have half the apartment to herself. Yeah. Um, I'm just very lucky that I have a large patio outside yeah. where she can go out and hang out and sniff and look at the cars and stuff like that. You know, that's helped out a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Um, but the loft has uh, remained unchanged, that's for sure. Yeah. It's still a mess up here. Uh, even before her, it was just an absolute uh, kind of catch-all for everything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I sleep up here. Yeah. So. It's quite an interesting shirt you got on there. You know, I found this in a thrift store. Right. It says China, and then there's like China democracy on a red flag and an American flag. Right. So mine was an interesting shirt. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it honestly makes no sense. United we stand. Yeah. So the shirt says China, long, uh, long live liberty. United we stand. And there's a Chinese flag, and then there's an American flag, and they're like in tandem kind of thing. Yeah, and it says Nashville down here in the corner. Yeah, that shirt uh, was very, very poorly designed. The 1989, poorly designed. It's from 1989. I think it's from an era of hope. Oh, oh, you mean like it's some sort of like uh, maybe uh, mutual future kind of thing? Things were going to work out. Sure, sure, sure. <clears throat> Man, they sure didn't though. Oh. They sure didn't actually. Yeah. Yeah. Chinese and American relations right now are uh, at all time low. That yeah. Sh that, that shirt is uh, one big, uh, you know, dream. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely true. 
Let's talk about work for a second. Sure, just because yeah. I uh, mm-hmm. I just have a few observations. Yeah. So I... for everybody in the podcast that doesn't know, I mean, I've been on a few episodes now. Uh, Joe Kim, he's a great guy. He's a great worker. He is my coworker. Yeah. Um, we have had lots of uh, you know ups and downs and drama at work and all this kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, Joe Kim, please lead us. But off. we were fast friends though when we first met. Fast friends. I Fast remember friends. the first time I met you. Oh, God. On the first night I met you, you were, uh, quote, training me or something. and Which he needed a lot of. Yeah, he needed a lot of. You You showed me a girl's cooter on your phone like the first night I met you. Do you remember that? <laughs> I don't, actually. I don't. <laughs> the funny thing is that you, I believe that you don't. Because it wasn't that big of an event. <laughs> you were showing this guy that you've never met. It's so- <laughs> Jesus, but uh, anyway, that was our first day, though you know, and then yeah. sen- and then since then, you know, you've gotten a little bit better. Yeah. You know, you were you do work hard. You know, yeah, I do work hard. You where you work very hard and learned yeah. a lot. <clears throat> but uh, do you have any observations on being a server in the age of the virus? How do you feel about it? Yeah. Um, so one of the big things, uh, there, well, there's two. There's two things in Seattle specifically. Um, there's two things that I've noticed. And both of them have to do with the more medical side of serving. Right. So we do temperature guns. Yeah. And so every time a guest comes in, we, they, we take their temperature. You know, I thought I wasn't going to like it. I actually kind of like it. <laughs> you know, I actually kind of like it. You know why? Because everybody who comes in that has a good temperature makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah, you know, okay. yeah, they, and people, everyone has a good temperature. Almost, yeah, almost everybody has a good temperature. Like I, I think, I think in grand total, to my knowledge, we've had to boot like three people out, and I had to boot two of them, and you had to boot two of them. Yeah, and then there was this really kind young Asian mom. You know, none of the kids had any fevers. The husband didn't have a fever. Hers was like a hundred and one, hundred and two, yeah. or something like that. And I just felt so bad about having to give her the boot, you know? Yeah. She had, she did have a really sort of cold sweat going on. She did have some sweats there going on. There was a problem. Her coloring wasn't great. No, she, she definitely did. had coronavirus. For sure. <laughs> she looked yeah. very ill. She looked very ill, yeah. <laughs> she did yeah. not look well. No, definitely not. That lady, I, I did feel bad about kicking her out, but goddamn, I'm glad that we did. Yeah. Because yeah. we probably would have definitely got coronavirus. And you definitely made me sanitize everything she had touched. Absolutely. After she yep. left. Yeah, because, yeah. Uh, just had to, you know, had to make it happen. You know, another thing, another yeah. thing I've realized that, you know, the masks, they don't hinder service too much. I was going to ask you about this. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, when, when I came back to work after the three month period of being off and all this kind of stuff, um, you know, I was like, oh man, we got to wear masks and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I thought to, I thought that it was going to hinder good service and I thought it was going to be a detriment to our success. Yeah. And it didn't. It hasn't. It yeah. hasn't. Yeah, the masks are whatever. Yeah, you know, it doesn't do much. I still do exactly the same as I do did beforehand. Now there are a couple of things that I can say about the masks. Yeah. Sometimes when you have mumblers, mumblers are real. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes you have a mumbler with a mask on, and it can get really. It can get like before. I, maybe I would have had to ask them two more times what they said, right. and now I have to ask them five times. Yeah, and the, the and that's the thing. That's the thing is, you know, you're you're a little bit more kind at the tables in that regard. With I me, I just so. say what. Yeah. You know, I'm like, what? Can you speak up, please? I can't hear you. You know, yeah. 
Like the that that's the thing with most yeah. people. Like if you can't hear them or you need something from somebody, it's yeah. best to just cut all the corners and just go directly to the source. Like I can't yeah. hear you. You yeah. have to speak up. With people like you, though, they're like, "Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Um, could you?" Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll but do it very polite, very politely, yeah. very nicely. You know, very service oriented. Fair enough. You know, yeah. but for me, I'm just like, can't hear you. Can you speak up, please? Yeah. You know, I got places to be, people to see, all this yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> the other thing about the masks is, and you commented on this many times. Hey, dog. Hey. What is going hey. on? It's a wild animal. It's such a wild beast. Behave. So, um, the other thing is, when you wear glasses mm -hmm. and you wear a mask, oh, yeah. what do you think I'm going to say now? You, uh, your glasses get all fogged up. They get so fogged up. Yeah. And sometimes no, I'm, I walk I'm around looking at someone yeah, with yeah. totally fogged up glasses and my shit is fogged up. Yeah. And it's just like... Unseeable. 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 And it's funny because, you know, for all you guys wanting to put a picture to the words... Watching Joachim walk around the restaurant with fogged up glasses, with a with a big fucking stupid looking mask on his face, with his mullet flapping in the wind, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Dude, it's have... it's like it, it's like a really bad cartoon, really bad cartoon. Yeah. Joachim's like a really bad cartoon yeah. character. And here's the thing: two three weeks ago, I went to South Carolina. I went in the ocean. Great state, by the way. Great state of South Carolina. Yeah, great great state, state. Great people. I went in the ocean four times a day, and I got a lot of water in my ear. And then I stuck a Q-tip in there and I shoved all this like watery gunk into a big uh, mm -hmm. lump and I gave myself a little bit of an ear infection. Okay. Yeah. And I had very, very limited hearing for the first 10 days after I got back. Right. And so I'm walking around to this restaurant. My sense of balance is off mm -hmm. because my hearing is one si completely one-sided, right. can't hear anything on the left. And my vision is just, I can't see anything because my glasses are completely fogged up. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. So you're just discombobulated. I am just in there behind this mask where I can like hear my own breathing, but almost nothing else. Right. And I can't see anything. You're and like it, Darth Vader. It was a lot. No, not like Darth Vader, but like all the times in the Star Wars movies when they put on those complete cover masks and they can't see anything and they have to just use the force yeah of course uh -huh. and like for more than a week it was very oh, much like yeah that. the shield mask yeah the when shield they practice mask. and shit yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, the right, right. cover it's like the, a blindfold yeah, mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah the blast that's, shield that's what dude i was doing my job and i just had to i already know where the tables are mm -hmm. i already know the setup of the dish pit and I just couldn't see or hear anything. And I would just float through space. And it was so peaceful yeah, yeah, in yeah. there. Because I heard nothing and I saw nothing. Mm -hmm. And I just sort of, you know, I offer people a buncha calavong. And then, you know, I don't know what they say, but that's when I'm serving them, you know. But it was very, very hard to do my job there. But I got into such a zone with it mm -hmm. where... Um, Thinking about it, you know what probably didn't help that ear infection mm. was probably the plane ride home. From yeah, South no, it Carolina. all, it all, uh, yeah. with the with the pressure and the yeah. popping of the ears and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it all that wasn't uh, good. But so here's the thing, and I'm wondering if you probably don't. I don't know if you relate to this. I, I think I've told you this. One of the things of my glasses always being fogged up is I misgender guests mm. a lot. Mm. Have you? Have you ever misgendered? Yeah, anyone? I mean, it, it it all depends on like 
their their posture and it depends on the back of their image. So yeah. so if a guy, you know, if a guy, you know, if he's got skinny shoulders and he's emaciated, you know, or something yeah. like that, he just looks like a girl from long, the outside. Long, blonde, flowy yeah, hair. Yeah, he's got long, curly, like blonde or brown hair or something like that. I'll be like, hey, ladies, how's it going? And I'll yeah. look and it's a dude and I'm yeah. just like, eh, you know. Yeah. But, uh, at that point, though, you're, 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 you embarrass yourself. Yeah. That you, there's no need to apologize. Yeah, that's you know, the, I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry, sir, I didn't mean to call you a miss. Like that makes it worse than it actually already is, right? I think I agree. Yeah, because if you just go with it, if you just yeah. go with it and then just correct the mistake next time, I feel as though that's probably the better way to go in the service. You know? Right. Yeah. Because the thing is that the non-gendered terms are less polite. Like right. one very bad term is guys. Yeah. A lot of managers in restaurants totally banned the term guys. Yeah. You know, anyone over, over yeah. 35, mm -hmm. it's good to go with a gendered one. I say folks. Folks is a good yeah. one? Yeah, I always say folks. Folks is my main one that I say. Um, <laughs> and then if it's gentlemen, I always say fellas, you know. Yeah. Hey, fellas. It's very casual. It's yeah. nice and light. It's kind of old man's clubby yeah. kind of thing, you know. And then with, uh, of course, ladies, I just say ladies yeah. or miss or something like that. Yeah. You know? yeah. Something polite. Yeah. Get forward. Uh, the the non-gendered ones that I, I, I go with, um, something I've kind of owned that I've been doing for a long time is, is I'll, I'll do a nice y'all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. How we doing y'all? Right. Because it's kind of out of left field and <laughs> it's kind of in a, it's, it's a little bit weird, but it's also... It probably makes them maybe like you a little bit more too, you know? It is a little bit borrowing from a culture with some hospitality yeah i would i would absolutely despise you if you came up to my table and said that to me though yeah yeah it, it's a little bit it works pretty good on people who are a little bit older it's a mm. yeah and then the other thing that i say a lot that is the term friends yeah 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 and it's like it works sometimes yeah but then you oftentimes you got to go with gentlemen you got to go with ladies mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah yeah and it's all about the sincerity the genuineness yeah. of it you know you come up to it i mean people can oh, sense yeah. that Pulling it off is, mm. yeah. But, uh, and then depending on who, I'm not going to give away who. Yeah. I'm not going to give away, I'm not going to give away the demographic yeah. or the type of person that I yeah. do this to, but sometimes I go up to the table and just go, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then do the head cock, you know, like, because I'm, because I'm like put off, you know, because I'm put off by a lot of things, you know, where I just go up to them and go, Hello. <laughs> And it's just a and then and then they and, and then if you're if you're if your guests on the podcast could see they always go yeah they, they okay. bolt they bolt their eyes open they bolt their eyes open oh, yeah so and then let me tell you they are ready to order yeah they're, yeah, ready, to they're order. ready to order they're ready to order yeah they're not trying to have a they're not trying to have a human connection they're not trying to have not they're not trying to have any human connection and on top of that they are ready to order yeah. We're ready to order. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What are we talking about here? Is this Asians? No, it's not. It's not Asians. Or it's whatever. yeah. It's it's honestly. It's honestly. Uh, you know, people who come in, they're not really interested in service. They're not interested yeah. in experience. They're there to hork down some food and yeah. get the fuck out. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it doesn't have to be Asians. It can be really anybody, honestly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I, I will I will say that Asians yeah. are the least susceptible to enjoying a night out. No, 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 you know? no, 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 no. They are there for the food, right? And then the relationship with a server is a totally different thing. Where 
Very different. Where a server in Asia is a person you yell at. Mm-hmm. Like you yell at that person to come over. Yeah. And then that person doesn't really say anything. They just mostly nod. And just get you what you want. Yeah. yeah. And you yell at them when you need something. You yell and wave. And then I remember being in China and and um, I would yell and wave at the server. And my American friends, I would be like, hey, hey. And, my, mm-hmm. and then the server wouldn't hear me right away. And then my American friend would be like, that must not be her name. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I would literally not know what that person is talking about. Yeah. Because that's all I knew. Of course. And then now it's a different situation. Yeah. I mean, you know, service. Now I know where that American person was coming from. Um, the Chinese stuff is, it can be interesting. It can be interesting, but um, what was I saying about that? I don't know. I don't know. You 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 lost you lost track. Yeah, but I would say that. Um, it, but so other observations though that we got to talk about is, is that's crazy. It's like coronavirus restaurants. Yeah, it is October in Seattle now. Mm-hmm. It's about the temperatures outside are in the fifties, getting cold, and out at night it, it just keeps dropping. Yep, it it's raining every day. It was a day. storm last night, and because of the coronavirus, people don't want to sit inside. I am. I cannot exaggerate how blown away I am by people sitting outside in the like because it's not. People will eat. The, I I would expect people to um, grab a seat outside, eat a bowl of pho, make the whole experience kind of short because yeah. they want to have a good meal and stuff, and then leave. But mm. every night I have people where they eat their meal, and they keep ordering like Moscow mules mm-hmm. and slushies ice cold drinks frozen drinks yeah and then i drop a check they close out and they sit there for like an hour another hour and a half yeah getting blown away i don't understand dude it's so cold out there and i can barely take the order because i'm so cold out there yeah i mean i definitely when it's cold and wintry out on the patio i definitely spend as little time out there as possible yeah but dude people i don't yeah, some people, like people just, don't just care. sit there in a t-shirt and just shiver. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, I mean, but it's probably because they're that desperate for human connection that they're willing to sit out there with their friend or their and partner. good food, and good food too. People yeah. will sit there with a bowl of pho, and it and we have these umbrellas that cover like three of the four chairs, mm-hmm. and you can see the the fourth person that just getting rained on. You can <laughs> yeah, just see yeah. the raindrops landing in the pho. Yeah, of course. And I, they just take it. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it before. You know, uh, I, I think that the patio is... So the, so at our work, we have two patios. One that's covered, that's in the road. We got a good 18 tables outside right now. 18 tables outside. So nine of them are exposed yeah. to the elements. And uh, these... Uh, we're long past due closing that patio down. Yeah, it's October. Yeah, that patio should have been closed a month ago. Yeah. You know, and... It's still open, and there's still people sitting out there in the rain. Yeah. And I think that that's because they don't want to sit inside. They'd rather get snowed on yeah. and blown away by the storm yeah. rather than sitting inside uh-huh. and exposing themselves to a possible coronavirus. Now, I don't think I agree with that. I don't oh. think I agree with that. I think that sitting inside, sitting inside, six feet away, we, we do a pretty good job with that. Six feet away, you know, all of us have masks on, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know, you know? I think it's a little ridiculous myself. Yeah. I think it's fairly reasonable to want to force yourself to sit outside. And I think... Now, I do think that our restaurant specifically 
is happens to be a pretty good restaurant to sit indoor at. Mm-hmm. It's like very, very high ceilings. Yeah. Very, very good airflow. Yes. Very, very so, good airflow. So much space. Yes. And like, um, yeah, it's not a it's not a cluttered it's not a cluttered and stuffy restaurant where there's no windows or doors open. But you know, the big other observation about the coronavirus that I think everyone can relate to is like. It is so interesting to me how any how we can get used to anything. We live in these Western countries. There's peace. We take all that for granted. But like, if war came three days in, we'd be like, you've had you'd have some app on your phone and you'd turn notifications on for that app and you would know when the bombs are coming or some shit. Right, 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 right. Like you would just. I see what you're saying. It yeah. would turn into a normal thing so quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that there's also like a thing about climate change that... Yeah. Well, if America was involved, the war would be over before three days was even good. No, but well. like any... No, no, because crazy shit happens because like climate change is going to fuck us up. Yeah. And in our lifetime, mm-hmm. things are going to be very different, I believe. Yeah. Probably in bad ways. Overall, I'd say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we will get used to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's easy to have this like sort of optimist take where you can be like, oh, well, when things really start going to shit, everyone will feel really motivated to make things better. Right. But it's like that's not the only way things can play out. And coronavirus has taught us that that's not true because when in the first two months of the pandemic, everybody was scared. They were obeying the rules, you know, and they had this collective mindset of I'm going to do my part to be safe so everybody else is safe. Now... Six months into it, the pandemic is just as bad today as it has been in the past yeah. six months, and nobody gives a fuck. Do you give a fuck? Uh, I don't think you do. Do I give a fuck? Definitely not. I mean, we. So, yeah, but so here, for example, here's the thing. I remember there in the beginning, I remember thinking, having this like super optimist take where I was like, what if in America this now teaches people that are a little bit on the right with like sort of anti-establishment mm-hmm. instincts what if it teaches those people but not people, crazy though yeah just the yeah. people with a little yeah, yeah. bit of those instincts sure sure to understand that sometimes we need government yeah. like to understand that sometimes we need a, a bigger organizing principle i agree with that to figure out a bigger problem like what if mm-hmm. this could be just like a powerpoint presentation for the world where the you know the sphere of imagination is opened up for those people, so those people become a little bit more pro-establishment. And I tell you, that's not what happened. That's definitely not what happened. Like, what happened is that things got really politicized. Yeah. And then those people went so hard the other direction where mm. people on the right in America with those slightly anti-establishment instincts... Went even further. They refused to do things that are harmless and meaningless. Yeah. Just simple mask wearing shit in like... Wash your hands, stay yeah. six feet away, you know, don't go yeah. to rallies. Yeah. yeah, people feel like the yeah. ma- like people feel this need to re to to never wear a mask. Yeah, for for symbol for symbolism reasons. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like a revolution or something. Yeah, and you know, Amer- I will say this: America had a huge opportunity, huge opportunity to really lead the world in coronavirus um, management and response. And it, sure. it, it it absolutely failed. Yeah. Absolutely failed. It failed to be a global leader in leading by example. A hundred percent. And that is a lot of what is going to be judged in the next election. I'll tell you, Joe Kim, I told you this on the last podcast. Before coronavirus, yeah. I was going to vote for Donald Trump. 
I was yeah. going to vote for Donald Trump. I say that to you at work. I say yeah. that to you on the podcast. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm not hiding that. Yeah. I was going to vote for Donald Trump before this because everybody I knew, mm. everybody in my life sphere was doing well. And that was the biggest thing that was impacting me was everybody's lives around me and everybody was doing well. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to vote for Donald Trump. Now, when coronavirus hit and this devastating drop of example, hey, she's definitely eating your couch, like fucking up your couch, but that's okay. No, 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 she's not. Okay. She was eating, she was eating a little bit on the side. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So... When coronavirus hit and America dropped the ball in terms of being an example to the world on how to deal with the coronavirus and how to bring people together for a common good. Mm. And Donald Trump did everything that he could to not make that happen. Mm. I got that was that was that hurt my patriotism because I'm the biggest patriot you'll ever meet in your whole life. I love the United States, you know, and that was the most unpatriotic thing i've seen from a president in my lifetime for sure and i've studied a lot about presidents and politics over the past few years you know and let me tell you that was very unpatriotic of him to divide the country continually during the coronavirus i felt like that that was that that i wouldn't say it's treasonous but it's one step above treason you know because you are actively harming us you know by by not like unifying us, yeah. you know, I don't know. That was bad. It was bad. So now, so now I'm going to vote for Joe Biden. I, I, yeah. I appreciate Joe Biden. You know, I think Joe Biden is a, is a good, he's a good political steward. Mm. I think he loves America. I don't particularly like him as a person, mm. but you know, he, like I said, he'd be a good steward to the throne. And on top of that, he would, um, he would do his best. And that's all that I can ask for. You know, and I and I believe that if Joe Biden was president, I think that the country would be a little bit more unified, and the response to the coronavirus would a little uh, been a little bit more, um, uh, it would have been received much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely. I still can't get over that shirt. You know, Joe Kim. You yeah, have, the shirt. You have you have to take a picture of that shirt and put and post it on the website. Yeah, so people maybe I can do. see it. That's with the, the episode. Yeah, you guys, you have to see this shirt. It's the yeah. stupidest shirt I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. No, I mean. But in, yeah, in, if you go to americandecline.org, each podcast each podcast episode has a blog post associated with it and each blog post has a photo or two yeah so and then joe kim's definitely going to put the photo of that shirt in one of them the photo will make it on there yeah okay we'll go to the water in a second but i um Mm -hmm. any any other coronavirus observations my other two is Mm -hmm. it's fascinating one super unique weird thing and i've said a version of this to you before i think is that I work in a restaurant. We all wear masks. People start working there, new people that I've never met before. Mm-hmm. We work together. We wear masks. We spend hours and hours and hours together. And I had this experience. The clearest, the first and clearest example was our coworker Fung. Yeah. I worked with that. Oh, hi, Fung. <laughs> I worked with her for six weeks before I saw her face. Yeah. Yeah. She took her mask. Like, she's so good with wearing a mask. She's yeah. always wearing a mask. Yeah, she doesn't take her mask off. And then six weeks in, there was this one time where the restaurant is totally o- e- empty. We're cleaning up. We've been cleaning up for a long time. She takes the mask off for the first time. And I see her face, and it's like her face wasn't what I thought her face was going to be. Right. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, because your brain some sort of somehow calculated your version of her face. Yes. Yeah. The and, brain can't keep that space empty. The brain will yeah. always it's got it's, it's got to create it. Yeah. There's yeah. always a placeholder draft. Right. Right. Because we've looked at so many faces in our lifetime, yeah. we can probably kind of guess what she's going to look like. Like when you listen to a music band a lot and you've never seen a picture of them. Yeah. Somewhere in your subconscious, you know what they look like. The, the, your mind is just made up a. An image. Yeah. And then when you see a picture of them the first time, you don't even know that you thought you knew what they looked mm-hmm. like, but you experience this sort of dissonance. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, oh, I, the, the image I didn't even know I had in my mind isn't the same as what I'm seeing now. Oh, yeah. The, the, you know, that happened to me. It was funny. I grew up listening to Prairie Home Companion. You know, you, you're, a, you're doing podcasts. You know, Prairie Home Companion is one of the best Garrison podcasts. Garrison Keeler. Garrison Keeler. So, Garrett, first off, for everyone who, had, who doesn't know who Garrison Keeler is, he did Prairie Home Companion. He got canceled out by the woke culture. It's a, it's it, it, it is the biggest piece of shit thing that's ever come out of that that fucking sucky culture okay. that woke cancel co- okay. culture shit, dude. Oh my god, I was, so, we'll save that for another pod, maybe yeah. or after the sparkling waters, if you want to. But anyways, the anyway. the point of this whole thing was with Garrison Keillor and the not knowing what they look like. Okay, first off, Garrison oh, Keillor yeah. is the biggest troll of all time. He's a very, very deeply ugly man. Oh, okay. And I didn't know. I grew up listening to Prairie Home Companion, which is one of the best podcasts of all time, best radio shows of all time. And I grew up listening to him. And then finally, I think when I was 20 or 21, I just went on the internet. And I was like, what the fuck does this guy look like? Yeah. You know? And holy shit, not what I expected. You know? Yeah. I thought it was going to be kind of a, I don't know, a very handsome you know, suited up kind of guy, you know? And no, no, he's like baggy sweatpants, baggy white shirt, and just like this kind of troll disfigured kind of look to him. Yeah. uh, Radio. Oh, yeah, radio. Radio masked a lot of very, very hideous features of that man. But that doesn't take away from his greatness, though. And nor does his canceling take away from his greatness. You know, he no matter what, that guy's a great guy. Yeah, my version of that is um, the... um, radio show uh, from chicago public radio uh, this american life which yeah. is a whole ira glass yeah, yeah. i am That's a big fan of this american life and i went back when i was it's a little hold on before we go yeah i'm gonna let you talk and i'm gonna let you do your thing you're gonna go on your you know you just you know, talk for as long as you want but i want to say one thing about this american life you know, it's not very inspiring. It's too squishy for you. Yeah, it's too. It's like yeah. Yeah. it's too mlarmy it, and and it, yeah, wonky. It's very it's very mm. intelligent and not in like a captivating kind of way. Just a very subtle countercultury kind of yeah, way. Yeah, it's not very patriotic. No, it's definitely not very patriotic. It's definitely a liberal's wet dream for yeah. sure. Yeah, but I um, back in China, I found this torrent. Yeah, an illegal download. An illegal download Uh containing the first 500 episodes of This American Life. This is like a long time ago. He did 500 at that point? Dude, that was, 500 was a long time ago. They're at like 800 now. Wow, that's nuts. Um, And I remember, it's like, this is like exactly 10 years ago or something. I was like a primary school teacher and I would just take a cab to work every morning and every single morning I would listen to This American Life in the cab mm-hmm. and then I would have a long lunch break and I would just listen to This American Life and I listened my way through 500 episodes. Every single episode you contained... You listened to all of them? Every episode contained in that torrent. After that, it's been more spotty where I haven't listened to every single episode after sure, the first sure. 500. But they're one-hour episodes. Yeah. It's a lot. After completing those 500, I saw a picture of Iron Glass for the first time and it is such a weird, uncomfortable feeling 
to have that like, okay, so I have to work on uninstalling this made up old image in my head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's he's kind of a nerdy fella. Yeah, he's nerdy looking. He's yeah, got yeah. that weak chin. Mm, very weak chin. Weird skinny. He has his he has the voice of a kind of overweight guy, but he's like a weird skinny guy. Yeah, yeah. I I, I pictured him as kind of a kind of a, a like more stocky, kind of built, yeah. curly haired fella. Yeah. You know, um, but no, he's like straight nerdy hair with glasses and very. Pale, you know, yeah, he's uh, he's uh, yeah, Miss American Life, uh, it's a good show, yeah, it's, it's good. a good show. It's not no, it's my good. kind of show, though, no, it's not, no, but then there's Fung, and Fung just had slightly puffier cheeks than I expected, <laughs> slightly puffier cheeks, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's probably due to the high cheekbones, uh, you know, uh, bringing her cheeks out okay, a little bit, maybe. yeah, that's my guess, yeah, cutie pie, though. Cutie Pie always has been, always will be. Yeah, yeah. Cutie Pie. Yeah. Uh, by uh, by the way, uh, speaking of Cutie Pie, uh, her boyfriend. Yeah. Great guy. <laughs> one of the best. One of the best men. One of the best men that you that you could ever be associated with. Seriously, I've told her that. Uh, her boyfriend is one of my very very good friends. Uh, he is an interesting character. You couldn't yeah. ask for somebody more interesting in your life. Yeah. Yeah. He blows us out of the water. That's that's so nice. Yeah. That's yeah. so nice. You should get him on the pod sometime. I should? Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, do, do whatever you can. Whatever <laughs> just, you can. Just based on Max thinking yep. No, no, can. knowing. Not thinking, <laughs> so knowing. Funny. Yeah. That's so... Yeah, I that's, mean, your ratings would go through the roof. That's that's very yeah. interesting. I might do that. Just someone I don't know at all. Yes, you should ask next someone time. Someone I've never met. Yeah, talk to Fong and see if Shaddock, see if Shaddock wants to be on the... Um, What's his name? Shaddock. Shaddock. Yeah, Shaddock. Yeah. Okay. See if he wants to be on the pod. I'll even text him and see if he wants to do a podcast, okay? We'll <laughs> okay. figure it out. Okay, that's pretty funny. I'll do it. That's so funny. That is an interesting idea. Okay. Did I have it? Did you have any other thoughts on the coronavirus in a restaurant? Nope. That's uh I think we cover I think we covered just about everything. Yeah. Yeah, that was nice. That was very nice. Okay, very I'm going to get the water. Today we're doing seed lip. They sent yeah. me these samples quite a while ago, actually. But you've never heard of this? No, I haven't. This is uh, definitely a kind of a different uh, model than you usually have. Yeah. Distilled non-alcoholic spirits is what they call themselves. Yeah. And then the tagline is, what to drink when you're not drinking. That's the other thing. Okay. Which is why it works for the sobriety pod angle. Right. Um, now, this is definitely kind of blowing up. Yeah, British Airways. One of the bottles says British Airways. That's definitely the in-flight version. Mm -hmm. Um, Joe, what's his name? No, not Joe Gong. That's my friend. Joe, oh, uh, what's his last name? Do you know his last name? Bar manager Joe? Budiskara? (laughs) Is that a, how how certain are you that that's how it's Like 99%. Oh, okay. Yeah, Budiskara. It just seems like it had one more syllable in there. But No, that's it. That's it, yeah. Okay, that's Mm -hmm. cool. Brudarashka? It's either Brudashkara or Brudarashka. Yeah, Yeah. Brudarashka sounds more right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Great guy. Phenomenal. Great bartender, too. Great bartender. I love that guy. Yeah. He, um, he's a little bit of an industry guy, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So he goes to some uh, bartending uh, events, you know, conventions, whatever. Competitions, stuff like that. Yeah, and then Mm -hmm. he is, he is fairly familiar with this where he was talking about how it's kind of blowing up as a mm. mocktail non-alcoholic uh, oh. for people who want to go non-alcoholic where are we uh, where are we from here 
We are from... Oh, these are British. Are they all British? Yeah, I think they're all British. Oh, yeah, they're all British, right. Okay. Well, yeah. So it's based on... The recipes are based on a book from the 1600s. It's mm-hmm. a British book, and it's started by a guy who has a... His family has had farms in... Can you take the top, the plastic tops off? Yeah. His family has had farms in um, northern England for... I mean, it's more like you have to take this off, but you figured it out. Good. His family has had farms in northern England for... Um, hundreds of years the recipes are mostly like that you take two ounces of this maybe five ounces of tonic water sure ginger beer something like that Mm -hmm. but we're gonna just do them straight with with topo chico yeah sounds good to me yeah load me up i might even do the jigger so that we have the same experience yeah do do maybe like an ounce maybe so an ounce is to the very top of this Mm, the small one the small one yeah yeah, I think that sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that's about eight ounces of sparkling water. Okay. So we're going to do, this is the first one here. It's called Garden 108. Okay. Isn't that nice? Yeah, it's very like nice. Like a perfume? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very classy. Yeah. Like a, almost a, yeah, like a perfume or like a nice high-end soap that you'd find in a very yeah. nice re- or a hotel. Yeah. Don't want to dribble too much on your carpeting here. Oh, the carpet's already destroyed. No worries. Um... Garden 108. Let's start by smelling it. All right. Ooh. Yeah. So what is that? Chlorophyll? What is that? Just plant matter? Yeah, I mean, it's it's almost like uh, kind of... It smells bitter like, as fuck. Yeah. I, I, what comes to my mind is aloe. Kind of has an aloe. Aloe. Yeah, like an aloe kind of smell to it. Like very uh, medicinal. Yeah, very medicinal, yeah. bitter medicine. Yeah. Plant matter, bitter medicine. Yeah. Bitter gourd. Yeah. It, it smells awful. You think it smells bad? Yeah, it yeah. smells... Yeah, bitter gourd is not good. No. All right, maybe we should just try it. Yeah, sure. Here we go. Yeah, bitter. Yeah, not good. <laughs> you don't like it? No. No, no. It tastes, it tastes dirty. Yeah, it tastes like... Um, it just tastes like kind of like puddle water, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like if you just... If you just Took a took a handful of puddle water and just like spl- splosh it around in your mouth a little bit. But there's an oceanness to it. That aftertaste is a little bit ocean. Yeah, it's not bad. It's just not good. You know, because why would I drink it like this when I can just drink a regular Topo Chico? Yeah. You know, and this honestly takes away from that sharp, awesome carbonation that Topo Chico is. Yeah. It's okay. It just tastes. It tastes very uh, medicinal, and uh, it doesn't really, it doesn't really uh, sparkle my brain cells too much. You know, yeah. definitely not sparkling mine. That's for sure. So, so um, no, but like, what do you smell? I smell. Is there anything specific you can smell or taste? Yeah, it's bitter. It's medicinal. It does taste very just like roots and yeah. It tastes like herbs, like Chinese like medicine. juniper or something. You know, yeah. Like lavender. Oh, like, yeah. Juniper is a good one. Yeah, juniper. Yeah, it's definitely very juniper-y. Yeah, it's like almost in a gin mm-hmm. sphere. If there was a spirit that this is like, it's definitely most like gin, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... Um, yeah, I hate it. 
Yeah, it's like chewing on some branches, like some juniper mm-hmm. branches. Yeah, juniper branches. It also just kind of feels like just tasting or chewing on any sort of branch. <laughs> yeah. You know? So here's the thing, because you only have two cups, you have to finish it, though. Yeah, and you have to drink the whole thing, which is very unfortunate. Yeah. There's a lot in here, too. Yeah, that's like a non-alcoholic gin right there. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't know about that. Um, mm-hmm. That wasn't my favorite one. No. Far um, from it. We've I'm had gonna, much better soda waters on this, uh, yeah, on this uh, podcast. That's for sure. We're gonna do another eight ounces of uh, Topo Chico. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. give give it a score. Give that oh, one a score. I mean, a three at most. You know, now for people going for that juniper gin taste that doesn't have any booze in it, I'll give it that. Mm. It does have that. Yeah. But at the same time. It, it, it just tastes... I don't know. I don't know. God, isn't that a nice uh, logo? The whole... I mean, the whole presentation is wonderful. It's like a nice medicinal glass bottle with a beautiful illustrated rabbit, which is also made out of plants. Yeah. And then it's got kind of this gold, like, gold like trim on it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next one. It's nice. Yeah. Uh, I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I... I'll give it a I'll give it a five because yeah. it's a little bit interesting, but it's not very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it definitely has potential though in terms of absolutely if you mix it with ginger beer mm-hmm. or like that interesting Bradley's Kina tonic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that yeah. we have at work, mm-hmm. an interesting tonic water. Yeah, you throw some garnishes in there. Yeah. Some maybe a little muddled lime, maybe. Yeah, some dehydrated mm-hmm. fruit, some yeah. some citrus, something. Yeah, you could you could make it very nice. Nice mocktail. Yeah, but that's but the whole thing, but that as an ingredient is not going to add much to the cocktail yeah. as a whole. You yeah, know? it's a little bit too much just dirt. Yeah. Um, okay, next one is called Grove Forty Two. Grove Forty Two. Now this one is a much smaller, less impressive bottle. Yeah, that is for sure. This mm-hmm. is like the in-flight bottle somehow. Yeah. Oh, this might be better. Yeah. All the way up to the yeah, top is one ounce. There should be two ounces in there. Yeah. Oh wait, that no, was no, no, two no. Ounces. There's two ounces in the bottle. Oh yeah, you're pretty much right. Okay. Okay. Um, this might be a little bit. So stronger. Grove Forty Eight. Two, 42. Grove, 42. Grove 42. And what is the, uh, who's the fellow on the front? Is it another rabbit? So this time it's like a squirrel. Yeah. It's orange. It's like, <laughs> yep. it's like warm colors. Yeah. It's more of a fall. Kind of reminds me of fall. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful logo. Beautiful logo. Squirrel's nice. I like the rabbit yeah. a little bit better though. This one smells more fruity. It smells more yeah. like, like real flavors are in there. I'm not smelling almost anything except maybe a little bit of citrus, but yeah. let's try it. Oh, yeah, a little bit of, a, almost like, smelled like Sprite there for a second. But yeah, it actually it. tastes like Sprite now. Not totally unlike Sprite. Not totally unlike Sprite, and then this one, this one's definitely better. Yeah. Yeah, much, this one's much better. And the reason why it's better is because it's more subtle. Yeah. It's more subtle, and it actually adds a flavor, like a good flavor, mm. you know? But it's so soft. It's such yeah. a soft flavor, you know? But this is like a... Um... Some sort of worked over. You start with lime. Yeah, it's lime, and then you add like other citruses uh-huh. and like a little bit of. Yeah, it's got this like a little bit of vegetal. Yeah, I can definitely taste the lime. 
Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. It, it, it's it's much better than the last one for sure. The last one was just dreadful. This one is, this one is very drinkable. It's you know? like a Sprite with no uh, no sweetener at all. Exactly. It's hard to picture, but it, but that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. So what's the difference between this and lime juice? I mean, <clears throat> lime juice is definitely more pointy. It's definitely yeah. more sharp. Uh, yeah. This is like for everybody out there. This is extremely subtle. Yeah. And this is... No, but there's something floral about it. Yeah. Yeah. There's I think, something flowery. I think this one's very tasty. Yeah. I think this is very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something flowery. Something mm-hmm. like... Um, uh, like geraniums. Or like... Um, like uh, dahlias. There's there's some sort of rose, maybe. You know what? It, it tastes a little bit like the perfume Flower by Kenzo. Yeah. Do you know that perfume? No idea. It's just Sorry, like I'm one not of my really, uh, versed in perfumes like you are. <laughs> no, but it's just like a perfume that one of my exes had. So mm. you know, that's just how you. What does that smell like? Poppy fragrance for urban women. Poppies. I think poppy. See, like poppy. Yeah, the, yeah. the flower poppy. Yeah, yeah. It smells a little bit like that. So what does this bottle say? So is there is there any like. A list of ingredients on here, maybe? No. Really? Nothing like that. Mm. It's just a secret proprietary blend. And the only way you have to figure it out is by looking at the colors of the animal on the front. Mm-hmm. Grove 42. Give it a score. Oh, man. Much better. I'm probably going to go. Like, I would, you know, it, I would, if this was served to me, I would drink it for sure. I mean, we're looking at probably, I'd give it like a seven. Yeah, it's very cool somehow. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like, if you're a sober guy and you sit in a bar, mm-hmm. it's a very fresh beverage. It is a fresh beverage. I agree. You know? A little bit of the poppy flower and lime. Yeah. I'd give it an eight. Yeah. I'd give it an eight. Okay, let's go to the next one. Yeah, great. You ready for this? Yeah. Spice 94. Spice that, That's definitely not as good of a name. And there's a wolf. And it's a wolf. Okay, yeah. So we saved the big daddy for last. And there's like a... It's like a... Some sort of... Um, there's a mushroom, and it's a cabbage leaf. Okay, mushrooms and cabbage. Okay, all right. All right, load Oh! Yeah? Is so, it definitely the potent of the three? So this one, just from getting the whiff when I take the cork off um, the bottle, this is now very similar to bitters. Yeah. Like, now we've entered the... Yeah. This smells a little bit like... Uh, you know, before I got divorced, I had a really good bitters collection. I had so many bitters at my house. Oh, man. Nothing better than a good bitters collection. Yeah, I had Scrappy's bitters. They Scrappy's got, is, that's the industry standard right there. They got a lot of, they just have a lot of different interesting ones. And mm. um, the first thing that this makes me think of here is the, um, there was sort of like a coffee bitters that I. Oh, yummy. So we'll see. I'm doing a full ounce. Yep. <laughs> what? Just try not to get it on your carpet. Yeah. I mean, they're both, they're all clear liquids. So, I mean, you know, they're all practically water, too. So, it should be okay. Yeah. Try to keep the mold to a minimum, though. (laughs) Got it. All right. Cheers. Yeah. Definitely more bitters. Yeah. Smells like. Smells like Angostura. Yeah. Smells like Angostura. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. So, what is bitters? What do they make Angostura out of? So, a lot of it, a lot of it comes from spiritless alcohol. So it's spiritless alcohol. I should say, I'm sorry, it's tasteless alcohol. 
So okay. it's very similar to like a vodka or a okay. gin or something like that. Very uh, just completely tasteless. And how they get their flavors and how they get their kind of um, how they get their like complexion yeah. is the ingredients that they soak it in. So with let's say Peychaud, which is going to be a cherry bitter. Yeah. So they're gonna they're gonna soak cherries in that concentrate for like long periods of time. Yeah. Angostura is a secret recipe. Yeah. So we know that there's cinnamon in there. We know that okay. there's star anise in there. Okay. We also know that there's like different kinds of bark roots in there. But mm. pretty much what happens is is that you get this tasteless alcohol. Similar to vodka, but vodka's got a taste to it, so it's actually it's different than vodka. But that's the most similar one. Right. And then what you do is you have you get these huge barrels, gigantic vats, pretty much, filled with this tasteless alcohol, and then they put their secret ingredients in there. Yeah. So, so it's such a huge blend. It's a blend. It's a blend, blend in a concentrate. And the thing yeah. is, is that bitters has the same amount of alcohol, if not more, sometimes as regular spirits. Do. It's in the thirties. It's in the thirties, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, like, it, it all depends on which one. Uh, my favorite bitter is Peychaud's. I love Peychaud's. Mm. I think that it's very classic New Orleans, you know? Yeah. And, you know, it's homegrown here in America, too. Yeah. So, but, I, I mean, Angostura is the most popular bitter in the world. Angostura is great. Nobody knows what's in it, though. That's yeah. what's so cool about it. And, that's, and that goes sure. for a lot of spirits. It's like, it's like the same thing with Chartreuse, you know? Nobody yeah. really knows Ricard. what's in Ricard. Yeah, exactly, Ricard. I, mean, I love that shit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just like Angostura and soda water... It's great. It's in, it's delicious. Yeah. But you're drinking. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You're it's alcohol. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah people and, do it on the clock though. Soda water and bitters is the soda water number and one alcohol on the clock. That is definitely the number one alcohol on the clock, and it's the most acceptable one too. Yeah. You know, like I drink soda water and bitters all the time. You know, and you know, just like four or five extra dashes. You know, but the thing is, is that four or five dashes don't even equal to anything. Oh yeah, you're probably getting. To less than one percent alcohol yeah. in that pint glass of soda water for sure. Yeah, yeah. If not, if not less. Yeah. All right, you ready? But yeah, it's it's peppery. It's cinnamon. It's just a. It, this seems like a huge spice blend. Yeah, this is a this is a big hit so far. Mm. Let's uh, hopefully it tastes all right. It tastes like Angostura. It tastes exactly like Angostura does. Um, it it actually there, yeah similar, but then it, similar. there's more. Yeah. Aftertaste, there's more stuff going there's on. There's pine in there. That's what we're missing. There's pine. definitely pine in there, for sure. Super piney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much pine. Like, they cut down a pine tree outside and just, like, put it in the in the vat, for sure. Dude, this is delicious. This is better than Angostura. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is very good. This is... It's like, it's, uh, it's not, I'm not smoky, it's, uh, chicory. It's like a... Chicory. Yeah, chicory. It's got like kind of a chicory taste to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's very... It's similar to Angostura, but it almost kind of tastes like Christmas, you know? It's got like that kind of... That spice pine cone flavor. Oh, you know what it is also? Yeah. Cloves. Cloves, yeah. There's Hell cloves. like cloves. There's definitely cloves in here, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like... Uh, this is a nice chicory blend that you oh. find in a nice Christmas in the Appalachians. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Spice... 94. Yeah, spice 94. It does it, it it lives up to the name too. Let me tell you, there is quite some spices in there. Oh, so there is a little word under the number. Mm-hmm. Oh, but not on the grove. So on the first one that we found very bitter and yeah, very, puddle water. Very repulsive. That one was Garden 108 herbal. Ah. Herbal okay. is the word that they threw in there. Yeah. And then this one, spice 94. 
aromatic. Aromatic, yeah. yeah. Very aromatic. Very aromatic, yeah. I mean, you can smell it from a mile away. It's got a great, it's got a great flavor to it. It's got a great, uh, a great smell to it. Definitely some pine. Definitely chicory. You know, there's some, uh, there's some good stuff in here. Some I'm cloves. getting cloves more than anything. Yeah, cloves is a big one. And, and I don't love cloves actually, but it, do you not find? Sometimes I just find cloves kind of gross. Yeah, especially clove cigarettes. Have you smoked a clove cigarette before? Yeah. They're disgusting. Clove cigarettes are gross. Yeah, they're fucking gross. Yeah. Yeah. Cloves in general are just not very good. Dude, I remember yeah. being a teenager and being like. I'm going to be cool and counterculture. And I was like, okay, so I heard about cigarettes, right? But yeah. I heard about this other thing that's even more counterculture. Yeah, yeah. Clove cigarettes. Hey, you guys have, y'all have cigarettes? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, who's got the, wait, what was it? Who's got the cigarettes? <laughs> but I smoked like. Yeah, I'll have a cigarette. <laughs> I wish you could see the. I wish everybody could see the body language. Uh, the body, la- I mean, the body language makes it. You know. Uh, yeah, I'll have a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! It's when I when I smoke to be part of the cool kids that I, that's what I say. But um, but I smoked about two packs of, of clove cigarettes as a as a seventeen year old this one time because I was like, and I didn't know that it was gross, and I thought yeah. it was gross, but I was I didn't. You know when you have you that frame it. of reference? Yeah, of course, of course. Because you never even smoked a regular cigarette? Yeah. But after you smoked a regular cigarette, you're like, whoa, those are way better. Yeah. Yeah. Those are way less bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cloves are really bad for you. They're really, yeah. really bad for you. I mean, cigarettes are already really bad, but cloves? Yeah. Holy crap, man. Those things chew up your lungs. Um, yeah. Wow. <clears throat> wow, this is a lot. Yeah. Very flavorful. Yeah. Very aromatic. I can't, the, to be honest with you, I can't really see myself drinking this on a regular. You know? I can see myself bringing this to work, uh, getting a pint glass, getting the soda water from the gun, sure. topping it off with some of this to, to keep myself interested. Maybe like a little bit of lime juice too. I think lime Maybe juice some citrus. Yeah. yeah. Citrus would be good for this. Um, mm-hmm. I'm into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it too. I don't like it quite as much as the other one, but I like it. Oh, really? Yeah, I like the the subtle the subtleness of the uh, the air the British Airways was really really good. Yeah. Grove forty two, the one that's more like just in the citrus realm. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that one a little bit better. But I I, I do like this one. It, the thing is, is that it, it just feels kind of like a copy. It kind of feels like a copy of Angostura. Yeah, but it's a non alcoholic. Um... Yeah, true. There's some there's some real uh, innovation there. Actually, I think this is has way more complexity than Angostura. You think so? Wow. Yeah, because Angostura is pretty held together as just one yeah. flavor that's very hard to pick apart. Yes, yeah, it's very strong. Like that you're not, single yeah. flavor is very strong. Yeah, yeah, but you're not feeling like oh, there's the cinnamon, there's the other stuff. It's yeah, just this, this is a pretty one. diverse little little yeah. uh, liquid here. That's for sure. You and can... I I really appreciate a flavor when you drink something and the first impression when it hits your tongue is one thing, and mm-hmm. then it washes over your mouth is the second thing, and then there's a aftertaste is very different from yes, that yes because something is now turning into vapor or mm-hmm. whatever like it just travels around yes and it is different things mm-hmm. i am a big fan of that and this is in that yeah yeah uh, yeah i'd say this is really good i'd probably if i were to rate this i'd probably give it like a seven and a half like yeah. a seven and a half maybe an eight you know yeah i like it that much I would give it a really good score if it wasn't so much cloves i have a thing against cloves you know this one time mm-hmm. i pulled my wisdom teeth i did it in ballard and then there's this weird thing where in modern medicine there's nothing better Mm -hmm. than 
pure cloves. Sure. To keep uh, infection at bay. Yeah. So for some reason, they just had this clove extract. Right. So when they pull your wisdom teeth, there's just this huge gaping hole in your mouth. Yes. And so they just take two pieces of just sterile gauze mm-hmm. and they dip it in pure clove extract oil, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And they just stuff it deep, 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 deep into really? the hole in your mouth. Yeah. So, and I had to, I live right next to the dentist and I went back to the dentist like every 48 hours mm-hmm. after pulling my wisdom teeth and they pulled it out and they stuffed in a new one, mm-hmm. like a big piece of gauze stuffed in the gaping hole. Right. Like they get it in there. Yeah, they get it in there. Right. And it's and so for like ten days of excruciating pain, mm-hmm. um, my mouth tasted like cloves. I also developed like an opioid addiction, and there were all these things going on. Yeah, yeah. Know? I mean, you were like a junkie in the gutter. <laughs> yeah, all these things <laughs> yeah. are going on at the same time. Yeah, yeah. That junkie in the gutter seems like a much worse thing than a clove aftertaste in your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so that's what I associated with a lot, yeah. and it's uh, being a junkie. That that yeah. whole thing, mm-hmm. I would give it an eight though. Yeah, yeah, it is that good. Yeah, it's good. It's yeah. very interesting. Yeah, I I thought uh, the the progression system between the first and the last was very good. Uh, you know, you guessed right in that regard. Yeah, we accidentally started with the worst one. Yeah, yeah, and then it gradually got better and better, which is good. I'm happy that it goes that way. When it starts really good and goes bad, that's when it's that's when the experience yeah. is not so good. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. They're neat. Distilled non-alcoholic spirit. It's yeah. quite an interesting expression because yes. spirit means alcohol. Right. And the, the, the brand, the branding, the bottle, everything about it is very British. So they're really capturing that British essence there. That's for dang sure. Yes. Yeah. The first one, the first one was definitely more gin-like. The second one was more of kind of just a tasteless kind of drink to enjoy. With like a little bit of hint of citrus. Yeah. And then the last one is more like bitters. Yeah. Um, maybe that's the episode. Yeah. 373, a rating of 37 and an 8 for me. So, and you gave it a 5, 5, 8, and an 8. Or 5, 7, and an 8. Yeah, I'm going to give yeah. the last one an 8. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. All right. Um, Thanks for being here, everybody. Thanks, Joachim, for having me. Yeah. See you next time. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to This Week in Sparkling Water. That was our review of the entire Seed Lip product line. They only have three flavors, which is perfect for our three-flavor-per-episode review format. That was Garden 108, the herbal one, Grove 42, the citrus one, and Spice 94, the aromatic one. And that brings us to our closing segment. Sparkling water, sparkling mind. Let's see what David Phillips has been up to. How to start. As always, relax. In any moment of stress, close your eyes and relax enough to feel the bliss of being deeply asleep. This is the first step out of the suppressive habit of avoiding love's expression through the styles, people, and emotions that you resist. Continue with the exercise. 
fall into deep, blissful nothingness, and also allow thoughts and daydreams to hover in your mind, feeling their motion, texture, and luminosity. Then open your eyes to the waking world without losing touch with your sleep's nothingness or your mind's dreamy meanderings. When you are successful at this, feeling right now where you are, sleeping, dreaming, and awake all at the same time, then feel your physical body as it is. Perhaps you are sitting or standing. If sitting, your legs may be crossed, your feet may be propped on a stool or flat on the floor. Your jaw and belly may be soft or tense. Your throat may be swallowing. Your breathing may be deep or shallow. Your hair may be cut short or sweeping across your face and shoulders. In any case, feel yourself as you are right now as you listen to these words. Whatever you feel of yourself right now is a memory. Modern science could describe the required time for your nervous system to ooze and spark as electrochemical impulses traveled from your sense organs to your brain. Your so-called present experience of yourself right now is but a memory trace of the you that has already happened, similar to a childhood memory. What you perceive right now is alive and alight like a dream world. What is your direct experience of the whole picture right now? Close your eyes and slowly open them repeatedly until you can effortlessly feel the imagery of the outside world as a vision, an electronic show, like a movie projected in midair. Where exactly is this midair? Is it the same openness that remains where your memories and dreamy images dissolve away? This openness has always been with you. Try remembering before you were born. Take a moment right now and relax, feeling into the past as far as you can. Feel before your earliest memories as a toddler or an infant. Do you hit a hard wall or do you feel an ineffable formless openness before your earliest memories? Is this the same blissful nothingness into which you fall during sleep? Find out. Thinking about these things won't help. Really feel into the openness before you were born. Feel into the place where you can fall deeply asleep right now. If you fall open and completely let go, a sudden sigh occurs. You are this openness. You can be blissful openness, but you can't get there. So instead of trying to view it, relax open as this ever-present background of feeling openness. Take care not to seek blissfulness as an aspect of your true self. Who you truly are is an openness of love in which bliss may or may not be noticed. In this openness, all qualities may or may not be noticed. Openness remains. 
who you truly are is this feeling, openness. So let go of each experience as instantly as it occurs. Again and again, allow your actual sensations, itches, aches, warmth, to dissolve where they are noticed. Allow your body image, the outline formed by your skin, whether you feel fat or thin, to dissolve open. Feeling lonely, victorious, or worshipped? Let go so that each, noticing, every thought, dissolves on its own, vanishing in the openness where it is first felt. If you repeat this exercise continuously, your behaviors will emerge as love's unfettered action. You won't feel trapped by a past or a future. Even the present is happening to gone in the middle of nowhere, wide, open, and free. This freedom from time is love.